Okay, Rabbi said. Good morning. I hope I've been Chodesh. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been about uh, three weeks since we've been together on a Sunday morning. It's Lamed Nisim Rish Chodesh Iyer Tav Shin Pei Beis. It's been a week since Pesach, exactly. And I hope everybody's dishes and are put away and the house is clean from Pesach, but there's still one thing that will linger on. As we'll see, in some cases, it could go on even for months, but definitely, certainly for a, a period of time, there's one uh, part of Pesach that lingers on, and that is the Isser of Chomets does not disappear after the eight days. We'll see, we'll begin with the Gemara that shows us that, we'll see in the Rishonim, that the Chazal were very, very machmer when it came to this idea of Chomets after Pesach. They went to very great lengths to Aser beyond what may have even seemed rational to us. So the first thing we'll see over here is, and I want to get a lot of what we're going to discuss today is Teresh Abalpez, not here inside the booklet. I want to discuss some of the practical applications. I did a little research. I spoke to some I spoke to some people. I spoke to a, a rub who's very involved in one of the local uh, stores over here. Very, very interesting thing he told me. Some interesting background and how, some, how things are done. So that we'll discuss in, in, a, in a short while. Let's just first start, just to get a, a background over here. What is the Isser of Chametz after Pesach? Everybody knows that besides for the Isser of eating Chametz on Pesach, there's an Isser even to have Chametz. To own Chametz on Pesach is Aser Bal Yiro And every moment of Pesach that a person has on every Kezayis that he owns, he could be over a lot Bal Yiro Bal It's a lot of Maisa, a passive lot, just by owning it, by being in his closet, he didn't sell it, he wasn't mevatel it, he's over a lot. Okay, but now after Pesach, what happens? So the Mishnah says, on that Chav Ches, Amr Aleph in Pesachim, the Mishnah says, Chometz shall nachri sha'av alva Pesach. If you have Chometz which belong to a guy over Pesach, Motabana, that of course you can be done from. So what do you do after Pesach? You need Chometz, you go to a guy, you buy some Chometz from him, because that Chometz was not, uh, there was no Yisurim that took place with, the, with that Chometz. But Vishal Yisrael, but any chametz which belong to a yid over Pesach, also b'hano shenemar lo yeroi lechasar. That is the pasuk of bal yeroi that the Gemara refers to. Bal yeroi bal yimatzei lo yeroi lechasar. So because the pasuk says lo yeroi lechasar, that's why you're not only is it also to own it on Pesach, but even if you want to buy it from a yid or if you yourself had it over Pesach, it's also bal yeroi. So. At the first glance, it would seem from the Mishnah that this is an Isimi Deraisim. That's just the reading of the Mishnah. Why are you not allowed to be nene? You're certainly not allowed to eat it. And you're not even allowed to have Hanav from such Chomet that was owned by Yid over Pesach. Shenemar lo yiro lechosar. So there's a whole Amad Gemara here that I didn't print over here. A big shock of a tire back and forth who the opinion of the, who the Mandamar of the Mishnah is. And is this, is this an Isimi Deraisim? How is it Shtim? How could it be an Isimi Deraisim? Back and forth at the end of the of the Gemara is. That this Mishnah is the Shita of Reb Shimon. <coughs> and the Isser of eating Chomets, which was possessed by Yid on Pesach. Again, you want to eat it after Pesach, or Binana after Pesach, but throughout Pesach it was owned by a Yid. That Isser is not an Isser Midaraisa of Loya Rolochos. Or look at Rashi on the side. Rashi goes straight to the Maskona. Say, Gemara Rashi, Ramaschal, Mishum Shenem Loya Rolocha, Begemar Mefarish, Lo, Mishum Knossa, the Ovar Allah, Mishum Bayerah. It doesn't mean that you're actually over Bayerah if you eat Chomets, which was Avalov HaPesach. It means that the Chachamim instituted a Knas in order that someone should not be over Bayerah, to prevent somebody from being over Bayerah. Meaning what? That if a person is going to know that all I have to do is I put my Chomets away on the side, I don't eat it, 
And after Pesach, I'll be able to use it. That's going to be a big reason for him not to get rid of his chametz. So the, ch- the Chazal were worried about that. Therefore, they said that not only does the Torah say that you over a lot every moment you own it on Pesach, there are people who are not going to be concerned about that. You're not gaining anything by keeping it. If you're going to keep it, you're going to have to throw it out afterwards. You're not allowed to eat it. So therefore, they instituted a knas, chametz, which is known, chametz, she'ovar, all of us have Pesach, there's an isim, midirabonon, to eat it. Okay. But if the concern is that you may keep it over Pesach because you want to use it after Pesach, so who should it be also for? For me. I kept Pesach, if I would keep chametz over, the, over Pesach, so I wouldn't be permitted to eat it. Why? Because the Chazal worried that I'm going to keep it for that reason. So they said, we're going to prevent it. You can't use it anyways. It's going to become garbage after Pesach. What about somebody else? What if I want to go to the store and buy chametz after Pesach, which I know they didn't make a mechiris chametz on the store. It's, a, it's not my problem. He kept it over the whole Pesach. Why? Because he wants to be able to sell. But that's not my problem. But the Ran says that's, that's incorrect. The Ran, on the next page, the Ran says, Uda Amrinon knasahu dikakonis. Not only for the person who kept it, did the Chazal institute in Nitzah, and he brings a ride from a Gemara Nechulim, leave on the side for now, but the Ran is Mechadish, more than what we see just in the Mishnah, that not only did the Chazal say, oh, you may come to keep it, so we're not going to allow you to use it, we won't even allow anybody else to use it, meaning that this Chometz assumes like a status of like a Dvar Iser, right? If let's say somebody uh, owned an animal, the animal became trafe, they were shechting it, it became a nevela. You tell me, oh, it's my animal, so nobody, so, so I can give it, some, no. A nevela means that the item itself is non-kosher. So Chazal came ahead, they took this piece of chametz, which again, after Pesach, really men is not all, so they said there's a knas on it, and they created a situation where they said that this item is an item of Iser. So even though the person who was trying to safeguard over here was the owner of the chametz, but since it becomes like iser, it's not permitted for anybody to eat. That, it's, a, it's another safeguard that they created for the iser of Bayiro. And then the Rambam takes it a step further. We'll see how these both apply, both the Chiddush of the Ran and the Rambam. Why is this very Negea? The Rambam says in Hilkas Chametzumatza, Perek Aleph, next page, next page. The Rambam Hilchas Chometz Umatza Perik Aleph Halacha Dalit Chometz Sheovar Olav Hapesach Ose Bahano Loilam. So there's no expiration to this iser. Once it, it passed, no, you have to get rid of it. There's nothing to do with it. You can't eat it. You can't have ano from it. V'dover Zek Knasu Midiray Seifim. We see the Rambam says clearly that this is a, a, a Midirabonon that they instituted a Knas Mepnei Sheovar Al Bal Yero Bal Yemotze Osruha. So this is an interesting chiddush. The Rambam says the reason why they asked it is since the person went ahead and he was it's like a punishment, not a prevention, right? Before we said the pastor says that it's a preventive measure. We know that a person's going to keep he may keep chametz in order to benefit from it after Pesach. We said you can't benefit from it regardless. That will incentivize the person to get rid of it. But here the Rambam saying it's a punishment, it's a penalty. You kept chametz, can't use it now. Now if that's the case, even if you smashed it. If you mafker it, it's not yours. Right. He's right? mafker and he puts it away. So, oh, so w- one second, one second. So, mm-hmm. w- give me one second. Let's, back to, let's just read the Rama. I want to get back to your point in a minute. It's a very important point. Chametz shav alav pesach. After the Rama will become even more relevant. Chametz shav alav pesach asabana loilam 
Since you were that's why they said that the chametz is going to be also. Now the Rambam says, let's say a person didn't even realize he had chametz. It was a mistake. He didn't realize. Or an oynis. We all know oynis rachman apatre. So if oynis rachman apatre, what should be the case? The Rambam saying it's a punishment because you over by your own. But if I did it by oynis, I wasn't over by your own because I'm an oynis. Still, the Rambam says, Oh, now the Rambam says the other half of what we said before. Not only is it a penalty, but it's also a preventive measure. It's a preventive measure. Then what, you're trying to prevent me from keeping something doesn't make any sense, seemingly. Again, you're saying if a person would deliberately keep chametz, and we want to prevent it from keeping chametz, so we institute a penalty... You won't be able to keep it after Pesach. But here we're saying it was an accident. He didn't even realize that he kept the chametz. So what are we creating a penalty for? I guess the reason is because if one year he keeps it b'shoigig and he sees, oh, nothing happened. It was a mistake. It was an honest mistake. Nothing happened. I ate well, my whole warehouse of chametz that I own. I forgot to sell it before Pesach. Guy owns a warehouse. He has a, tens of thousands of dollars, or hundreds of thousands of dollars of chametz in his warehouse. He forgot to sell it, right? So it was a shaking. It was a mistake. Allah is, according to the Rambam, we'll see in Shulchan Aruch, he's got to burn it afterwards. There's no Eitzah for him. First, he forgot to sell his comment, he's got to burn it. There's no Eitzah whatsoever. So, ah, it was only a mistake. The Rambam says even a mistake. What do you mean? The whole mistake is an order person shouldn't be over by your own. I, I wasn't trying to be over by your own. Was, the whole thing was an accident. I imagine that the Pshat is going to be that this year was an accident. Next year, ready? It's convenient. Well, it doesn't make sense. It's the last part of the Rambam would be moved. When he says that it's so the Kedai may be going back already on the on the first part. What? So again, so meaning for this year when Oynes happens, the Kedai is not going to help. Correct. But first of all, he may become accustomed to it. Or the Kshad is... No, but an Oynes is an Oynes. That's why Oynes are from the past, Because it's an Oynes. What am I supposed to do? I didn't know. I'm not going to go next year, and I'm not going to go the year after, if, if the situation arises. I would say that today is because you don't know if it was a Shagir or Nidus. You have to rely on him to say the truth that it was a Shagir or Nidus. I mean, the Chazal. Yeah, it's very easy for a person to say, oh, it's a Shagir or Nidus. So the Kedai is actually for this year, not for next year. But again, but for the person, I mean, the Chazal, Chazal instituted and Isser. So now yeah. take this individual who had his warehouse that he forgot to sell over Pesach, right? We only know or was it Nidus? It was the guy had a warehouse in the Ukraine and he was fleeing during Pesach, right? He's literally on the run for his life. But Lamaisa, he has this warehouse full of, I don't know, he sells uh, cookies somewhere in, in, in Ukraine, right? Literally an itis, right? He's, he's running for his life. So it was an itis. But Lamaisa, what is he going to do when he comes back home with this, provided that the warehouse wasn't bombed out? What's he going to do when he comes back? Could he eat it or he can't eat it? Right? That's like a, a case of itis. You really have to rely on him on what he sort of tells you. How do you know? If he has a big motivation, because he has a, a tremendous loss, so maybe it wasn't a shaggy, he's just saying it's a shaggy. Yeah, he's going on the first part. He's of just the going way. on the first part of the Ram. Yeah. I think the Lamaise, at the end, they, the, the Chazal, once they instituted, they created like a blanket cover across any scenario. I mean, even the scenarios which would not necessarily have this, we don't have to be suspect that something that he really had an intention or that he's going to do something wrong this year or next year. Once they created this Isser, they blanketed it across any Chomets that passed through Pesach. Mm-hmm. In the Rishos of Yisrael. Really? It was in the Bayo Goy, that's not called Hamas that passed through Pesach. That's not Pesach. Right. 
really, really it's similar to what you do for your carbon. You make the extra stuff from you know one set of extra soil with carbon the whole body didn't use a month of work. Once you just leave the shed and get a knots like this, you don't forget. You make, you make sure. It's a, it's a penalty that, that puts them sure in its place. He never forgets again. Back, you, you check everything before Pesach. And, oh, you know, you're not going to do this again. Oh, that's what you're saying, that shaking means to prevent, it's prevented for, the, for, for other years. Okay, that's it. You can approach it from various different sources, but the bottom line is, and we'll see the Shekhan Paskins like this, that it applies across the board. Now, Aaron, what was your question before? He's mafkir. He's mafkir, right? So, if you talk about this idea on a domestic level, meaning comments that any person here or anybody that he owns privately in his house, so everybody knows that Pesach in the morning, you wake up, you burn the chametz, and then you say something called we'll chamir, which means that you mavatal the chametz. So let's say a guy forgot to sell his chametz. He owns a warehouse and he forgot to sell it. All he has to do is say kol chamir. He forgot to say kol chamir. Okay, in the chamir. If he forgot to say it, that would be a classic case. But let's say a person did not forget to say kol chamir. He said kol chamir. He's mavatal his chametz. So now maybe he's safe. The whole is the whole issue of chametz shavuah on a domestic level again on privately owned chametz shouldn't apply. The guy said kol chamir. So I don't know if there's no concern I'm at all. I'm looking at a different case. I'm looking at a case. A guy has the, 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 the warehouse in the Ukraine with all this uh, wheat and all this thing, enough, enough to feed half of Meir Sha'arim for six months, and you're going to make oh. him burn it instead of he could be masquerading and give it to them? Oh, so think of that. So one second. So Lamaisa, the Chassam Sefer talks about this, and it's not so partial, because when you make Chochamira, you walk out of your apartment, out of your house, Erev Pesach in the morning, there may be a Cheerio somewhere that you didn't find or a cookie stuck under the under the, the back seat of your car and you may find it on Pesach. <coughs> so you mavatal it, right? The Chazal, you said, you, you do bitl, right? Bitl, is it hefker? Is it not hefker? You're asking hefker. We do bitl. It's bitl mitam hefker. It's a machik shoyinim. It is hefker. It's something, it's something uh, similar. It's a, it's a separate idea. But the bottom line is, you mavatal it. So even if you do find it on Pesach, you come across it, because you may be tempted to eat it, but it doesn't belong to you because you're mavatla. But a guy who owns a warehouse with hundreds of thousands of dollars, you're telling me he's going to be mafkirit? Is, is he serious when he's mafkirit? Guy makes a face that morning. Again, if he's running from the Ukraine, he knows he's going to lose it anyways, then maybe he's serious about it. But the, the average guy who owns a very significant amount of chamed somewhere, it's hard to believe when he says, and he's coming back the day after Pesach to take it back. That's not half good, that's a game. Right, but when he sells it, he's just as serious. Oh, one second, we'll get there afterwards. One yeah, second. The same thing. Let's put the well, sale of Mechira's comments on the side for a minute. Transaction. Let's get, we'll get no, there, we'll get the there. The guy's Mavato, he really needs at that moment, say, it's Mavato, the Chasm Shop. Somebody comes to him on Facebook and say, I can make a big deal, you can get your warehouse, sell me the comments right Some server is, is in a disagreement with that, and he feels that, and many of the, of the price commodities, even if you move out to a large amount of comments that you know that you have, not saying that, oh, you, you may have missed in the Badika, you know that you have a warehouse somewhere and you didn't sell it for whatever reason. I don't know why you didn't sell it, but he didn't sell it and he's going to it. It doesn't help. It doesn't help to move out. Okay. So one can But you mavatal it in order you don't want to be so over this or face that. One can of beer, talk about a two hundred and fifty dollar bottle of liquor or something like that. Can of beer. 
<laughs> okay, so let's just move on because I want to get also to the part that's very negative. So we'll see what's most negative is going to be. Obviously, it's not the chametz that you own privately because again, every person they check their house for chametz, they do beer chametz, they mevach the chametz. The problem is now it's coming after, now that we are after Pesach and you have to restock your house for chametz and you have to rely on what everybody else did, right? What did the store do with their chametz over Pesach or? The, uh, major, distributor. the major, major distributors, distributor. manufacturers. Where was the chametz that you're buying now? Where was that chametz over Pesach? My chametz, I know what I did with. I got rid of it. Or I sold it. His chametz that I'm buying now, if he was Jewish, I have a big problem right now. What so, was his intention? What? what was his real intention? Oh, so let's see. That's what I want to get. So first, let's just see that Shulchan Aruch it says paskins like the like the Rambam. <laughs> it's in Simon Tov Melches Hochas Pesach Halacha Gimel Chametz Shal Yisrael Shalover All of Pesach. Even if it's a shegeg or it's an oynis, then it's still going to be, it's still going to be also bahano and certainly also bahachim. Okay, that's the halach. Just to introduce the concept of chametz shavu lo v'sapesach. Now, there's a famous. This is David. This is what you were already pointing out before. There's a very famous, uh, I call it a chumrah, but there's a famous position of the gra. That he held, the Gura did not rely on our Mechiras Chomets. Now, you'll find in the Gemara, we discussed this on, in a previous year, I think last year we discussed, that the Gemara is full of discussions about Chomets that belong, just the Mishnah Vir, Chomets that belong to a guy, or you sell it to a guy, and the Shechon talks about selling it to a guy, but the Mechira of old that the Gemara and the Shechon discussed was not our Mechiras Chomets. When they spoke about selling it to a guy, that meant you sold it to the guy forever. It belonged to him the same way if you had a shop and a guy came to buy something for you, and you would sell it to him, it's his. The mechir that we make is a little bit of a trick, meaning the idea is that we sell the guy the chametz and we tell him that he gives a down, he, he buys about, uh, depending uh, how many rabbanim he's buying from, but he buys a couple of million dollars worth of chametz if he has a couple of big uh, businesses that are included in the mechira, and he pays about $25 for it as a deposit, and then in the event that after Pesach will renegotiate and will decide if you want to keep it, you'll have to give the rest of the million. Now, these, these guys usually are earning about minimum wage, <coughs> and uh, the idea that they're going to, the notion that they're going to come up with a couple of million dollars to uh, actually make the purchase is highly unlikely. Even if they got together all the rest of their friends that they know, I don't think they can scratch together the, scrape together the money they need for the purchase. So, there were those, when this became more widespread, that were mafakfit on the whole idea. There were gedele achreinim who were not happy with it. Noted, notably among them was the Baruch Tam, who the Chassam Sefer brings in a tshuva, that the Baruch Tam was very against it. There was a whole story over there, the Chassam Sefer brings down, that oh, what happened was that they sold the chametz, it seems like every sale that took place then needed like a uh, yeah. uh, permission from the government. You couldn't just do business without a license. Either. So somebody mastered on them, and they said they just made this whole business deal went through. All this chametz without a license, they had no sale, they had no, uh, this guy's not a vendor, you go ahead and sell uh, thousands of rubles worth of chametz like that, how could they do that? So there was a whole case, court case, and the, and the, and the court paskin then, I don't know if it was in Hungary or in Galicia, Poland, but it's, it's not a, this, this is not a type of, this is not a real sale, you don't need a this license for this, this is not a, you don't need government approval for this, this is not a real sale. So the Baruch Tam said, you see that, even the government feels that this is nothing, right? So he was very concerned, but the Chassam Sefer Yishinot came out very strongly against this. The Chassam Sefer, it's in Tshuva Kofi Gimel Narachayim, very strong that the Mechir is a real Mechir, and we could rely on Mechir's Chamas, and most of the G'dayli Achorinim relied on Mechir's Chamas. The Goyim was very well known, he did not, and I'll show you why I'm pointing at why, why am I picking on the Gura over here. 
because he says two things. Look in Ois Kuf Pei and the Maisa Rav, he says, Sheloi Limko Shum Dover Chomets Ki Im Mechir Oilamets. Unless you're really selling it for good, don't sell Chomets just to buy it back. He didn't hold from it the good. And then Ad Kedekach, he says in the next piece in Kuf Pei in Kuf Pei Aleph, Achar HaPesach, Ein Likach Min HaShuk, Masha Oifin Mikemach She Yisrael Umishamru. Not only did the Goyen say you shouldn't hold on to any chametz over Pesach, you shouldn't rely on our Mechir's chametz, he said, even if you want to go shopping in Moshe's after Pesach, right, just using it as an example, any from store you want to go shopping in, hey, what do you think he did with all his chametz over Pesach? He sold it. The girl said, you can't rely on that Mechir, and don't buy by him after Pesach. Alkein lo yikne, rakehei mishel nachri. Today, all flour is considered chametz gomer. I heard from someone from the OU actually that they they, they cook the flour, and I don't know exactly what the process is, but flour is considered chametz gomer. So there was a flour that which was unprocessed. Maybe that you can rely. It's not real chametz. You can have to wait till they make a new production, which could take quite a bit of time until they produce new chametz. So here's the first choice: you got to buy chametz after Pesach. You go shop from. But you, you go to the local grocery store, right? So the girl didn't hold of that. Why? Because the girl did not rely on Mechir's Chomet at all. Stam our type of Mechir's Chomet. And to the point that he felt, even after Pesach, you should not be buying Chomets from anyone that relied on. Now, many do have a Chomra not to sell Chomets Gomer over Pesach because of this concern that maybe it's a little Mexican Haroma, the Mechir is not 100%. They don't sell Chomets Gomer. Again, despite the fact that some say, the Gdelachem hold of the Mechir, it's a Chomra. But the girl, we should realize, is taking that chomer to a new level. Again, why are you being machmer? Because you don't want to be over. If a person indeed has chomets on Pesach, every moment he's over by Rabbi Matzah, again and again, on every kezayis. So for that, he doesn't want to rely on the mechir. But now we're after Pesach. It's after the factory. Let's say he didn't rely. He's buying chomets from the store. So what's the concern? Not that I'm being over by The concern is there's a knas, the chachomet made on by And they said, oh, it was over Pesach. So you want to be machmer on the girl. On the Dirabanan of Chomet Sha'olot HaPesach, that the Groh himself was Makhbit because he held Meikra. I didn't like that. But for everybody else, most people are not Makhbit. There are those who are Makhbit, like the Groh, and they try to buy from a Goyish store, which we'll get to in a minute, buying from a non Jewish store. But for most people, this would be the best Eitz. The best Eitz is you go to your local Jewish grocery, he sold his Chomets before Pesach, you go into the store, you can rely on his Mechira, even if you wouldn't sell Chomets Gomer on Pesach. But as far as just a Dirabon, Muhammad Sha'Allah was available, rely on him, it's not a problem. Why is he relying on Because he has a Hefzad Merubah. For you, what did you have to get rid of already? It was no big deal. For him, he has a whole inventory of, of stock, of all sorts of Muhammad uh, in his warehouse. He has a problem. He would have a big problem just getting rid of it. Not so simple. So he has a head of Hefzad Merubah. For me, it's not an Isidur Rice, it's after Pesach. Right? Be Samech on that. Oh, what's the only problem? Not everything that's in a store always belong to the store. Where does food come from? He didn't grow it in his backyard. He bought it from the distributor. The distributor got it from the manufacturer. So just, we'll take care of one part of this right now pretty quickly. As far as manufacturing is concerned, if you're buying what you would call a Hamish product, the Heksher, so you, it means something which is, that was manufactured by uh, Amnon's Pizza, I don't know, or uh, Bloom's Cookies. So then you have to assume that the manufacturer himself was an Erlachid and has a Heksher, he sold his Hamas for Pesach. The same way the grocery did. And if the manufacturer is not a Hamish person, so what are, what are you buying? People buy a lot today. Cereal, you buy your crackers. These companies, the Derek Plow, as far as I know, are 
what I looked into are all owned by Goyim. General Mills, or Quaker Oats, all these big companies, they're not owned by Jews. Even if they're owned privately, they're not owned by Jews, and they are not the concern. The concern is right in the middle. That's a distributor. So many people are familiar with this, with this uh, fact that one of the largest distributors in the United States for many years already is a company called CNS. I don't know what CNS stands for. CNS. CNS is who? CNS. Out of Connecticut. Oh, Mr. Connecticut. So CNS stands for Cone and Siegel, right? Doesn't get more Jewish than that. So Cone and Siegel. If I'm not mistaken, it's a privately owned company. It's not. It's not. What if it's a publicly owned company? And it's oh, so publicly owned companies are much more to be to be said, Micham, because the, the, the question of publicly traded companies is relevant to many many areas of halacha. Rabbi has many chubas about who, it. Who controls? Who control? Right. At the end of the day, the stockholders don't have any say, and it, unless they'll be the majority. To say there's a majority. Of stockholders of, of of Jewish stockholders, it's not likely at all that there's a majority of, of, they of have Jewish stockholders. They have a say in it anyway. Even right, they don't have they don't have any control. They don't have any control in the correct. And when they send out, they say that you could uh, put in oh. your recommendation for who they're going to elect as the next CEO. They say that generally it doesn't mean anything. It's just a yeah. procedural uh, what they do. But they, they make the decision inside. They don't they don't, don't care what the stockholders have to say. But that's a corporation. Let's say even privately owned companies again, manufacturers are not an issue. What's going to be with the distributors? Which means that even if you go to a Jewish store. Hey, one second. That's only when I bought matzah Pesach. But what about the week later when I come in? Where's that food from? So my understanding is that the from stores do one of two things. Either they stock up before Pesach on enough food that they should carry them through, that even what the distributor brings them in the next run is already post-Pesach stuff. right? So they would have to stock up a significant amount before Pesach. Or the distributors stock up someone who's not, uh, who's not Jewish. They have to find out. One, again, so then you're relying on whoever's giving extra on that store that they have to take care of one of these two things. Is the grocery store own Makuya to ask this, even Bloomers, is Makuya to say, where's your Shamra here? Because grocery stores don't have that share. Not a big head project. That's true. Many don't. They all don't, but many do not. And in fact, many do not. But this is something, you say, who's gonna, who's overseeing this? This store sold the Khamer. Right, he sold this Khamer. Everything that comes into the store afterwards. But you said it. But that's the manufacturer, yeah, yeah. but not the distributor. Okay. I'm saying if I have stock for ten thousand dollars in this company, I have to own the chumash also. So that's again, but it's Ramesh says that Ramesh says you don't have to sell it because you have no say in the company. Stock is like it's it's look. Depends, depends how much right? shares you have. Huh? Unless you have a majority, maybe you have to have a majority shareholder. Mazonda is looking. Okay, so let's see over here. Two chubis. Ramesha wrote four. I found four chubis. Ramesha discusses this, and let's just. I want to just bavar. Let's first see the first chuba, and then we'll discuss the second part after Jewish-owned stores. We'll get to the other type of stores. Two other types of stores we can discuss. Number one, Ramesha has a chuba over here in Arichaim Kelidalid Simitzav Dekay. He doesn't quote the girl, doesn't bring the girl, but he seems to not be concerned about buying chametz. Uh, from a Yiddish store. He writes over in the Rav, I thought he wrote this in Tavshin HaKavches, Simen Tzadikei, Hinei, V'dobah she'ilasech, Ein tzvar l'hachma achma penchach sh'loi lechel chametz sh'machar chemini Yisrael l'anachri, v'mechir etz chametz kenod. The way we sell chametz and the Jewish store sold it, the chemini Yisrael sold it, you don't have to be worried. Shem alei ha'isa mechir b'leif gomer, maybe he didn't really mean it because he, but he's really selling all his chametz, that is not a concern of Moshe said. Mishom, sh'udvarim sh'beleif sh'inudvarim. We know it's a concept that when you have Actions, usually in English they say actions speak louder than words, but in, in the Gemara there's a concept that actions speak louder than thoughts or feelings. So if he went ahead and he performed the Mechira and he signed the Shtar, the fact that in his mind, 
uh, maybe he's not so excited about giving all his chametz away to this guy. That's not a concern. It's called Dvarim Shabbalik Enam Dvarim. Is he talking about from stores versus non from Jews? He's talking about from stores. One second. We're going to get to the non from store next. First, the from store. You have Erlich Chayit. He sold his chametz. Rabbi said, you don't have to be worried about anything. He sold his chametz. You don't say, oh, when I sell my chametz, eh, what am I selling already? So it's a Mechiri Gemura. Worst case scenario, the guy tells me after Pesach, yeah, I want the chametz. Okay, keep the chametz. But the guy who has his whole sh- imagine if the supermarket of Moshe's, the guy's going to tell him, no, I'm not giving it back. The guy, he can't reopen his store. What's he going to do? So maybe it's not a Mechiri Gemura. Moshe said, it is a Mechiri Gemura. He signed the document, it's a Mechiri Gemura. Oh, that's good for the Erlich guy. When you come in on Chalamar, you see that all the chametz shows are lined with paper. And he sold his chametz. And what about the other store you go to, which is owned by a Jewish guy? But he's not a Shemitah Mitzvah. But what do they do anyways? They come in and they sell his chametz, right? And you come in on Chalamite and you see the Cheerios are there and the cookies and Thomas bread is there and they're selling. Well, everything they're selling on chametz, they're selling on Pesach as if nothing happened. Mechir's chametz on this store? We Mechir's chametz. The guy, he's selling chametz all Pesach. What does that mean? And there's a sign there, they sold the chametz from this and this agency, they sold the chametz. That's where Moshe spoke about. Over here on the facing page, it's in Chelik. Like the shop rights and those. No, shop right. So things like this. It's not as relevant here in Brooklyn. If you go out of town where people shop, there aren't so many from stores. It's very negative. People have their privately owned supermarkets. I guess you could say it's less and less as more and more things become big box stores. It is negative here in Shoprite. Shoprite, we'll get to afterwards. That'll be the last part because I spoke to Rabbi Beck because they have a machshir in Shoprite. Exactly what goes on over there. Shoprite is a privately owned store owned by a family called the Glass family, and they're Jewish. They're Jewish, and it's privately owned. It's not a corporation. They, they own, sell Cheerios. They own nine the stores. No, 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 they're not Shemitah Mitzvahs. And they, they sell Cheerios on They sell everything on Pesach. The store operates the way it operates every day of the year. So you walk in, you're going to buy Cheerios after Pesach? You tell me what? He made Mechirs. What type of Mechirs Chometzis? I tell you I sold it, and then I continue selling it. So we'll do, it's, it's not the same as what Ramesh is talking about. We'll do one step, and then the next okay. step. You have a similar shadow with the duty-free shops in Eretz Yisrael on the airport, right? They also, I think, have a Mechira, but they, they're open for business on Pesach. Aha. Okay. So it's, also, so it's a serious question. You have all the schnapps over there, real comments. So Ramosha writes like this. If you want to, I'll give you the background. Rabbi Beck actually told me, when I asked him about the shop, right, he told me the following story. He said the way he understands the story started, this whole... Famous chufa we're about to see for Ramosha. You're right, it's in two places. This one is the second chufa, it's more clear. You'll see the first line says, You're asking me about what I wrote in a different chufa, but this is the, it's easier to understand. But basically, what happened was like this in Chicago, I guess like in the 30s or the 40s, the Weizenarov, Zacharim Lavracha, wanted to get Chalvi Strom milk. But you know, you approach any of the big supermarkets, nobody was interested in dealing with Chalvi Strom milk. Who, who's the, there's no market for it. So he convinced there was one small grocery store. In town over there in Chicago, or maybe one of the suburbs of Chicago, they convinced him he should sell Chalvi Shomot. They went, they took care of it, and they imported it, they import, but they, they brought it into the store. And he was the guy where you can get Chalvi Shomot. Okay, so a bunch of different people that are shopping in this little shop now, instead of in the big, uh, you know, I don't know, Sea uh, Town or whatever, I don't know what a big giant, I don't know what's out there in the Midwest. They sell, they're buying from this little grocery. So it comes Pesach time, they tell the guy, well, you got to sell your Chalvi he's, he's a firm guy, he's a, he's a geek. He says, uh, sure, no problem, I'll sell the chametz. They said, no, you got to close up the shop on Pesach or close up the aisles with the chametz. They said, no, 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 They had already, I'm not doing So they called Ramesh, they said, what they should do. Meanwhile, they're patronizing and they're trying to help him because he's helping them with the chametz row, but then he doesn't want to sell his chametz. Ramesh's response was as follows. We'll see it here in the tshuva. He says, Erez nishmer What does that mean? Let's see what Ramesh says in the tshuva. 
Basically, they're Jewish store owners, but they're chashudim. They don't really keep. They're not careful about chametz. What was that? Yeah, it's on the it's on the it's on the second page of Igris Moshe. There's a hand that points. Hine. So the store owner comes to I sell my chametz every Pesach. And then he can tell his store stays open as usual. Moshe said, This guy he sold Chamatera Pesach to the guy, that Mechir is a real Mechir. You can't be Mavatal there. Anytime a guy walks into his store and buys a box of Cheerios, the store owner just stole a box of Cheerios from the guy that he sold Tera Pesach. Or he says maybe he's over by Yira, he, like, he's like he bought it back from the guy. But basically, that is not Mavatal the Mechir. The man of Yech Mizeshin is actually, he says, so the, the person asked him, he's saying now, uh, so the Shoyal is asking me, Rabbi, she says, What do we gain by the fact that we sit down with the Merv Pesach and we make Mechir Shchamet? Anybody who's going to walk into the store after Pesach has a Revach. Why? Because the Mechir is a real Mechir. Again, the guy who buys it on Pesach, it's on Pesach. But the Mechira remains that if I walk in the day after Pesach, the box of Cheerios I bought was not owned by this store owner on Pesach. It was actually sold to the guy. The Gam Huyarviach, the store owner himself, has a benefit. Even the store owner himself, who sold the Chomets to the guy, and he knows he's going to keep his store open, doesn't make a difference. Like Ramosha said before, that's Dvarm Shabalev, right? At the time of the Mechir, he signed the contract. Ramesh said, that's a real, that's a Mechir. You should know something. This is what I read, at least. I can't verify this. My understanding is that the OU does not rely on this Ramesh. Why not? Because at the time that this Shiloh rose, the Paisik and the OU was Rabbi Salavachik, and he, just, he was very against it. He didn't like this. He held that it was Aram, he didn't agree. But Ramesh's Psach Lamaisa was Nafutz Bechol Tfutzis Yisrael. So the OU itself will not give such a Hachshar on a store that sells over Pesach. But many other Hachshar will, and they have Ramesh to rely on it. Rabbi Moshe says the Mechir is a Mechir Gemur. And therefore, if you buy from the store after Pesach, it's okay. The owner himself on Pesach is not Avram by Avram until when? Until the guy walks out of the store. You can't tell me, oh, this, these cherries are still by the guy that he sold it to. The guy just made a purchase, he walked out of the store. At that point, he stole it from the guy. Because maybe that's only the only no kidding, maybe he has to give it back. I don't know why it seems that it could be even until the guy actually goes home and eats it. It's not an issue. It belongs to the guy until the guy takes it home. You can say a significant amount of the merchandise is not going to get bored of a pay. It will just sit there. Whatever's just sitting there, at least on that, they got the store was not being driven by your rub because it was sold. Wow. If he wouldn't do this, every single kazayis of Hamid sitting in this store, the store is over on a lot every moment of Pesach. Can you imagine how many lav he's going to accrue over Pesach? So he says, of course there's a tale, so he should sell his Hamid. It's just the guy looks over Malaysia. Yeah. Like this. He, and he was taking responsibility. He felt right. that, you being Mazaka, he's not a shepherd of a You know how much Hamid he owns? He owns the supermarket of a Pesach. He's going to save him from all these lavin. He's not lahachis, chas He doesn't know. 
he's just trying to make money. He's running the supermarket. There's a concept of Halitavarosh. Just let him do it. Leave him alone. We don't apply that over here. Skip to the next paragraph for, for a minute. He says, like, listen, amazing thing. What we know is a lav, like I mentioned before, she'ain boy, meisim, right? A person who has chametz is over a lav just by chametz sitting. The Rambam says a big chiddush. The Rambam says, if you buy chametz on Pesach, it's a lav she'yesh by meisim. With the difference being that a lav she'yesh by meisim doesn't get malchus. A lav she'yesh by meisim is more chamer, you get malchus. So the guy tells her, the Rav tells her, Moshe, one second. If he wouldn't sell the chametz, the guy, and leave it. So he's even going to buy around the whole Pesach by having a whole store full of chametz. It's true, but it's a lavshayim by Maisi. It's just sitting there. Now he sells the chametz. Anytime he makes a sale over Pesach, he's doing a Maisa Bayra. So it's worse. Rather let him not sell the chametz, and it should be over a minor Bayra rather than a more flagrant Bayra of every time somebody makes a purchase, he's going to do it with a Maisa. He's pulling it out of the guy. No, cars is only for eating. There's no cars by your own. Cars is for eating. There's no, it's a lot. No, there's no cars. Malchus versus no Malchus. Rabbi Shah is incorrect. He says because just the sheer volume of all the, just every moment, think of every box of Cheerios in the store, every minute of Pesach, despite the fact that, yes, it's, this is Lavshi and Maisa, and if you would go the other way, it would be Lavshi Eish by Maisa. He says, but the Lavshi, how many people are buying it? Okay, a certain amount of merchandise is sold over Pesach. But he says, if you weigh out the volume, it's so much more, it's Kedai, they should sell the Chomets. That was Rabbi Shaz, uh, he brings Raya's to, also from Shas. Once he sells that box, he's not over by the Ura or that box anymore. Once he like sells, he sells that box to the, to the guy, to the right. customer, he's not over <laughs> he's by the Ura or that box anymore. <laughs> I hear I hear Yeah, but the Maya said, it's his, it's his. So now look at the next paragraph, it's very important, Rabbi Shaz, right? And this is another one. Ura is only challenging Manarvia on the owner of the store. Right. But all the other people that are buying, that aren't even a chametz of a Pesach, right. you're sure. that. Sure, right. That was the first thing I mentioned. Right. Right. First right. of all, you're maviach the buyers. And even the store owner, he says, you are being maviach. Even you think he's he's making a trick, and if for him it wouldn't work, it does work for Michelle. And then look at the next paragraph. He gets back to this. The main thing he says, the guy, he doesn't want to sell, he's a non Okay, fine. But what about all the customers who walk in, they don't realize? You have to save them. So you have to sell the They're going to come by after Pesach. But then look where Moshe says, You shouldn't give him a side to hang up in the store. I sold my chametz. Don't give it to him. Why not? Oh, one second. The guy is running his store on Pesach. What do you think? The only Cheerio that's in the store is the Cheerio that he sold to the guy, and oh, it's kosher. He sold to the guy. What about the delivery he got on Chalamayim? And the, and the delivery on Shrisha Pesach? What's with that stuff? You can't eat that. You can't buy that. So, what are saying like this? You have, let's say, a supermarket out in, uh, in uh, let's say, in, in Starrett City, for argument's sake, and you have a lot of uh, a Jewish Russian population. Maybe, maybe many of them don't know about Yiddishkeit. And you'll sell the Chalamayim in the store that's there. They're going to walk in and buy anyways. So you're going to save them, right? You're going to save them. Don't give them a a, 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 a certificate they sold the chametz. Then it looks like everything, it's not kosher. These people are buying there anyways. At least somewhat you can save them. They don't know any better. You'll gain that many Eden will not be eating chametz of Pesach. To say this is the, the best way to do things, of course it's not the best way to do things. Number one, 
Lamaisa, the guy is selling throughout Pesach. Number two, he gets deliveries on Pesach. Obviously, whatever is delivered on Pesach was not included in the Mechir that took place every Pesach. So obviously, this is not the optimal. So of course, a person should not shop in a store which is not Oma Yashari. If you know the store, years ago, I remember, if you drive out to Lakewood, you go to the Verrazano, which is close today, you, one of the ways to go is through Fort Hamilton Parkway. There's a big store on the corner of 65th Street in Fort Hamilton, three guys from Brooklyn. Who knows, you can stop off, you buy fruits, it's very affordable prices, but I remember it was owned by Yid, I don't know if it still is then, I don't know if, if two of the guys, three guys, all three guys, I don't know which one of the guys was Jewish, but it was a Jewish store. And they would sell over pace, they would sell, and they would operate over pace if they weren't showing material mitzvahs. You shouldn't buy such a store, you don't know when the chametz came in, Ramesh himself is saying that. He's saying just to save the people who don't know any better, but if you know better, of course you don't shop in such a store. Again, you buy in a firm store, you don't buy in a store like that. Oh, now... We're going to come to the case of, this is not inside anymore, the case of ShopRite in Brooklyn. So here you have a store of ShopRite. I said it's Jewish, right? And the guy, is, he owns, he owns, and so he, so what he sells is chametz, but that's not going to help me for the chametz he bought on Pesach, right? And who are his distributors? Maybe they're Jewish. So I spoke to Rabbi Bekba Arichus about this, and he told me that people say Rabbi Moshe, he says, I have nothing to do with Rabbi Moshe. He came up with a new patent. Beautiful idea. What does he do? The, 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 the store over here that's, uh, the shop right over here in Flatbush, he said it's owned by this family, Glass family. They own nine stores. All in this region, the tri-state area, they own nine, nine shop rights. I think most shop rights work that way, that they, they're franchised, but whoever owns one owns a few. In Lakewood also, the guy, there was a, it was a non-Jewish family, I think it's called the Saker family, owned the one in, now it's in, it's in Howell, and they own Oak Grove in the Jersey Shore area, they own those shop rights in that area. And this family they own over here in Sarah City, this one I mentioned before, like by Gateway, if you drive on the belt, there's the shopping plaza Gateway near Sarah City, and a couple other ones in Paramus, Englewood, and he sells chumas for these four actually. Here, Sarah City, Paramus, Englewood, he sells the chumas. What does he do? He doesn't just make a mechira and then bite it. So first of all, in terms of distribution, the way ShopRite works is ShopRite has an exclusive distributor called Wakefern. Wakefern. Now Wakefern is a non-profit company the whole idea of ShopRite, if you ever read just like their, their branding, their marketing, the idea is to always try to pass on the savings to the customer. So Wakefront reinvests all their uh, profits back into the company. That's, that's a, it's a non-profit. And it doesn't mean nobody makes money, but it's a, non, it's a non-for-profit. So, non-profit. So, all food that you buy in ShopRite does not come from CNS, doesn't come from any of these other places. It all comes from Wakefront. Now, Wakefront is a Goetia company, and it's, there's no issue with distribution. So the only question would be with the store itself. So what he does is like this. He takes the guy who is the vice president of the company. He doesn't take a guy on the street who's a, who's a, a, a regular guy off the street and he pay him $10 a down, a down payment and then he owns the whole shop right. No. He takes the guy who's the vice president of the company and in practical terms, he is the manager. He's on the floor. The, the guy who's the CEO, the family who owns the store, they're not involved in management. They just own the store. This guy is the guy, he has bylaws on the stores. In terms of management, he runs all these stores. He goes from place to place. He is the one on the ground who is in charge of all the stores. And he's a guy. I thought he'd better dive in that. It always stays a guy. He said, actually, the guy's retiring. They already have a new vice president, and he's also a guy. So it's safe. And he sells the chalets to him. He writes a real contract. They sit down there with lawyers, and they make a real contract. And this guy takes ownership. He's a chari. He's even a chari for the insurance on the store. Meaning, if someone were to go ahead... That's what he told me. At the end of the, the halacha is, if a person has a chrayis on chametz, it's also isra ba'yiro. So let me ask you a question for a second. Let's say you take a store like ShopRite, you sell it for $10 to a, to a guy, and then a guy walks in on, on, on Pesach, let's say a guy, and he buys a bag of cookies and eats it, he gets salmonella. 
uh, some you know some contracts food poisoning. He's gonna file a lawsuit against Shafrik. So you tell me, oh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that guy, the guy, the ten dollar guy, that he the lawsuit's right there. Is that gonna stand? It's not gonna stand. Who's responsible for the chametz over Pesach? The owners are, the, are responsible for the chametz. So if you have a store which is closed, a store like Maishas, they're closed over Pesach, the, the chametz at least is closed. So there's nothing to take responsibility for because there's no chametz. But here you're selling the chametz, so who's responsible for that chametz? Oh, it belongs to the guy that's selling it, but I sold it, it was Mechir's chametz. Who's responsible for it? It's also an issue. You have a massive company. So he takes the guy who's actually responsible and they actually sell the chametz to him. And he's actually, it's, it's for real, and he gets paid for doing it. He doesn't get paid just a small man. He gets paid a lot of money for doing it. And by him, he says it's a Mechiri Gemurah. And he said he spoke to Rabelsky about this. Rabelsky was very excited. He wanted to institute it in other stores. I don't know where else there's an issue. But that's the thing that the shop right over here is not relying on Rabbi Because again, Rabbi is not a hetter stam to go buy. Because you don't know what you're eating. You could be eating things that came on Pesach or things that came from distribution. So there, he, there's no issue whatsoever. He sells it with the goodness. I spoke to him with the Mechiri Gemurah. That's a real, real Mechiri. But stam to buy. And the idea of distribution is an issue as well when you come to buying online. There is a list, everyone, anyone can find it. It was They spread it everywhere from the ACO, the Association of Conscious Organizations, which of the big box stores are getting from kosher di- from Jewish distributors and which one they're not. You have Target and Walmart, all these places, where they're getting their food from. Walmart, these again, these are publicly traded companies, but who is the distributor? So they said Walmart is okay, and Target, actually, they wrote over there, only the frozen food comes from a Jewish distributor. So you shouldn't buy frozen food. The amount of time, Stam, to know how, how we mean, I can never buy in Target again. They say four weeks is a good turnover time. You don't have to worry after four weeks. Costco. That's the, Costco. Costco has their own distribution. They don't go with any distributors. You'll never see outside Costco, you know, a distributor's truck pulling up to, deli- to, to drop things off. They do their own distribution. It's part of how they save money and how they pass it on is by doing their own distribution. So Costco's owned by Goyim. Also, there's no issue. Uh, with Amazon, which today is a, another thing, so you got to know who you're buying from, because Amazon is a, suddenly is a marketplace. It's not a, it's not a corporation. You're buying from private people. So there you would have to be very careful. There, I was wondering what you do with Amazon. You buy Cheerios on Amazon. So they sell some of it is from Whole Foods. So Whole Foods, I guess, is again publicly traded. You're buying from sometimes you're buying from Amazon themselves. And it's a publicly traded company. It's not owned by by Eden, but. If you're buying from, or even if you go on the Walmart site, you'll see that many items are sponsored items. They don't, you're not buying it from Walmart. You're buying it from a private person, and I, you don't see who it is. You don't know who it is. Be very careful. Amazon, it said, it said on the on the list, Amazon's. you can see who's you selling it. When where did he get it from? And where did he get it from? You don't know which distributor he's using. So let's say you're buying it from Ahmed Mashiri, right? Fine, but you don't know where he got it from. So it's then there. It's not Pashit. and. So there, and in saying even Walmart, where they wrote that Walmart's okay, that's if you walk into the store. But if you're buying online from Walmart, where they have many sponsored products, so you don't even know who you're buying from. You don't know certainly where they got it from. And Walmart, you don't see Bechal, where you're getting it from. Because they're saying that in four weeks... So they're getting you stuff. Where's the, the distributor? No, it's, a, it's two weeks and two weeks. Meaning That's, that's all it is? That's what they say. That today, turnaround is two weeks and two weeks. I just want to point out, you'll say, this whole thing is, it's a Durabanon. So as long as it's a Suffolk guy... There's a possibility of the past. Suffer the Rabbanon Lekulos. The Mishabur talks about it. The Mishabur writes, it's not over here. It's in the next seven. The Mishabur writes, Chomet Shinim Ta'acha Pesach Vuli Yadim Emshel Akam Eshel Yisroh Yesh Deyes Bein Achroinim Yesh Kasu Demuter Bahano Vaosu Baachilo Vyesh Mekimam Gam Baachilo Moter. The Maish Mishabur passes this also. A Suffolk, you can be nana from it. It's not going to do you any good. You're looking to buy Cheerios to eat. Why do you think put the bread like any other? I mean. In if you buy it from Amazon, let's say for example, the rave on, on Amazon, I got you. I mean, so you happen to get the one. So it's a, so it's a it with your, 
You get into that's very it's a very broad topic if you say called the parish Miruba Parish, called the Parish Parish, called Kavuk, not everything goes by Surah. If something called Kavuk Kamechza Mechza. If something is Kavuah, then you have to you have to define what's excuse me, what's considered Kavuah and what's considered parish. But in the Khanami, I'm saying you have to it depend it would depend on many variables in every situation. I'm saying, but the understanding is over here that it's not you don't go about and even if it's a suffix, you have to even though it's a Durabanon. It was so chomer, this knas, again, we kept on saying that this knas is chomer, even in anonymous, even if you weren't the one that was over it. The chomer very machmer with this knas, and therefore even a suffix, you have to be machmer, the Bishabura holds, and you can't eat from it after Pesach. Any other questions? Did we cover all is the it, different... Uh, is there another tshubu for Moshe, about this, I remember, because we do have a little bit of reading in the Havar, is there another about this, like the sign? I don't know. This one he talks about, the sign. I don't think in the other, in yeah, Kofam Tess, I don't think he talks about putting up the sign. Very thing. interesting. Just, very just to talk about the godless of Ramosha. If you look at the two over here, but after the Simon Sadik Al is also about this. I didn't go into it. If you look at the first page of Ramosha that we yeah. saw. Look at it's Simon Sadik Hate, then Sadik Vav. Ramosha always writes beautiful titles for anyone he writes. He writes the Chuba to. He writes uh, if it's a, if it's a Rav, he writes Harav Hagoyin and Yididi Anichbad, or if it's even a, if it's a Balabayis, he writes Mar Hamachubin. Always a nice thing. So you look at Simit Tzadik Vav. He writes, "Malas kvod yididi anechvod ma'od lo yodati achaneu avo b'mahalol yihulol." Meaning he wasn't familiar with who the shayel was. He didn't know who, who was asking the shayel. He says, "I don't know who you are. I don't know how to title you. Whatever your chashivus is, you should have that praise." I mean, Rabbi was so careful. When somebody's called, "Are you a mister? Are you a rabbi? I, I don't know what to, what to say." But he says, "Lo yodati achaneu. Are you a mister or a rabbi? Avo b'mahalol yihulol. Whoever you are, you should know." Praising you, whatever praise I would have given you otherwise, is also the Sovereign. I think it was from Moshe once, they once wrote Roman Chuba that the title to him was longer, was longer than the whole Shaila, something like that. And when he wrote the Chuba, he crossed out the guy's name, he crossed out the name, he left the whole title, right? And he just put in the guy's name instead of his own name? Instead of his own name, and that's how he answered it. Anyways, everybody says, so this is more or less the scoop on, on, on the uh, Hobbit. So again, so if you buy from a firm store, or if you buy from the stores, which they say could be an issue, you wait a couple of weeks. Shimon, what's the question? No, no, the question is that a lot of stores stock, they don't bring it, they, they stock their own stuff for a week or two. Right. That stuff, that stuff is, should be okay. Right, it's like, that's why, right, that was the first day. No, first no, not the firm guys. Even the shop rights, they don't get, they don't get, they don't, why buy just ten boxes of cereal, one case of cereal? They buy your crates and crates. Yeah, but how fast? So you have to know how fast is the turnover. Oh, so you have to know. How often are they getting a shipment of Ranzoni into ShopRite? Right. How often does Ranzoni stop right. for, the, for the distributor? Costco's turnover, they say, is, is fourteen days. It's all brand new stock, all gone fourteen days. So they Every say that 